Hello there and welcome back to the Conversation Hat Podcast, a show for geeks, artists and terrible people. This is a particularly geeky episode. Me and Ben talk for about 20 minutes about Baldur's Gate 3 and then answer the question, which siege engine do you most vibe with? So we get into the Lord of the Rings sieges, a little bit of Games Workshop, all that kind of nerdy good stuff. Now our 20 minute chat about Baldur's Gate 3, I wouldn't call it spoilery in the traditional sense, it's mostly just me talking about the stupid things I've done in the game and some of the weird character combos I've been using and the small amount of success I've had sharing Baldur's Gate memes on TikTok. Anyway, podcast, 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 podcast. The Conversation Hats Podcast. Beep, I pressed it. Okay. Yes. And? And? Ah. Um, hello, Ben. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh. Man. Maybe I'll have a little, a little go on. Oh. It's very grainy at the bottom. And the bottom is, I've got a grainy bottom. Mm. I've got a grainy bottom. How's it going? <laughs> well, other than that, very good. I like podcasting with Ben, so that's Aww. nice. That's cool. Um Yes. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? I've been playing Baldur's Gate so much. It's, uh, it's a really good game. It's a really great game. And it's I can see that it's going to take up much more of my life. I've got to... The, I believe there are three acts. And I believe that act three is much bigger than the other two. Ooh. I've just got to like the first sort of hour of act three. Three and we are at sixty hours of playtime. Sixty hours, and you've got to act three. Yes. Cool. Yes. There, I'm told there should be about a hundred hours if you if you're like you know going through and doing um, some all of, of the stuff. Well, not all of the stuff, but like some of the stuff, because there's some things that, like in in usual D and D style, if you, if you choose to do a good character or an evil character, some choices are just locked off to you, mm-hmm. or you have to like choose to kill between one or two of these groups. It's like Fallout 4 and like, do you go with the Institute? Do you go with the Brotherhood? And then if you go with the Brotherhood, that like locks off all the Institute stuff. It's a very difficult decision to make when you've put 100 hours into a game and you're like, but I've been doing everything for all of you. Yes. Ah! But then you go for the Minutemen because they're the ones that are trying to make peace between everyone and it's massively underwhelming. Yeah. The Minutemen is just go to the farm, sort out the farm. There's a farm. It's so weird that there isn't then like, you know, there's really cool stuff that happens if you go with either... I'm not going to spoil the game for you at this point. No, because I've got to the bit now that I've not done before. So don't do that. Thank you. Okay. But cool things happen if you go with the Institute or the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. If you go with the Minutemen, nothing happens. Everyone's alive and nothing happens. Oh, I would. I fuck Preston. I I skip yeah. every bit of dialogue he has, yes, which I feel think. bad for because he's a nice guy. But he's just yeah, he's a nice guy, and the voice actor is good, yeah, and everyone put work into that character and all of that stuff. But at the same time, I'm bored of doing yes. farms, and whenever he. I go, I've done that farm. He goes, go do another farm. I don't want to do another farm. And then you do other things. And then it goes, oh, you failed at farm. Yeah. I didn't fail at farm. They failed at farm. So this this isn't a spoiler for Baldur's Gate 3 because it's very much what what the story is about. And and like if you watch any of the trailers that you'll you'll work this out. Um, you your character is kidnapped by mind flayers, the big sort of brain tentacle Mm -hmm. floaty men. 
uh, and they put some sort of like little tadpole in your eye to like implicitly try to gain control of you or turn you into a mind flayer, uh, but it doesn't work. So you're able to break free despite having this tadpole in your eye. And the game is essentially about do you embrace the tadpole, the change? Do you want to become a mind flayer? Do you like? Do you uh, let it take over and it gives you like a fair degree of power? Or do you try to fight against it? And you can do either of those two things whilst also doing a good or a bad playthrough, which is quite interesting. So you could be a good mind flayer. You could try. Or a bad not mind flayer. You could definitely try. Mm. Um, yeah, there, there are choices that like you, you make in, to, in terms of like, do you align with like the obvious evil people or the obvious good people? But you can sort of do those and it not have to affect whether or not you're a tadpole person. And there are some interesting moments um, towards the end of Act 2 where it's it's a little more nuanced. It isn't just about do I do good or bad. It's about, well, actually, th there's you're kind of choosing between the, the lesser of certain evils. And like, well, actually, if I don't make any choice, it's going to be really bad. But I also have to like choose this kind of bad thing or this other kind of bad thing. And neither of those are necessarily good. How do you make that decision? So there's a lot of cool stuff like that. So I think, and, and obviously you do one and it locks off the other thing. So there's quite a lot of replayability and there's mm -hmm. certain things that I want to go back and be like, oh, I actually, I, I accidentally let that character die. I didn't realize there were going to be a big deal 20 minutes later. So maybe I'll go back, do another playthrough and make sure that person survives. Or do I just eat the tadpole this time? Uh, <laughs> do I just, there's a character, there's a pre-made character called the Dark Urge um we've all been there we've all been there where presumably you just go around killing everyone mm -hmm. uh, which sounds like a lot of fun um i'm imagining that i will have lots of save spots you'll have like to save with, scum it like, like a whole Mass bunch Effect, yes you had to have i think i had two or three saves for one game because yes. yeah you didn't know what was nope. necessarily going to happen five minutes down the way yeah um yeah, and it's quite important to, uh, you, there are quite a lot of uh, roles that you need to make, like charisma roles or intimidation roles in dialogue, so you need to be able to save to then like make sure you pass that check, because mm -hmm. otherwise, again, stuff can just get locked off to you. Yeah, like, so you, many quick saves when my yeah. Fallout 4 playthrough, even yeah. oh, though yeah, I yeah. know my charisma's through the fucking roof. But just to be sure. Um, so I might do another playthrough where like I deliberately have like high intimidation, low intelligence, and then just not save scum, just deal with whatever roles happen. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Um, you also get quite a few choices for companions, so you can have up to three people in your party. Um, and then these three characters, of which there's like, there's quite a few. There's maybe six or seven, I possibly, characters that you can have along with you. And they've got their own shit going on, and some of these characters don't like each other, and sometimes you have to choose one character or the other. Um, sometimes if you like go really far into one of these companion side quests, like they do things that maybe your character doesn't like. So like, do you cut ties with them? Um, and then of course, if you if you do all of that with three companions, there's like another three companions that you haven't used yet. Um, so like I can see it's gonna take it's already taken up a good portion of my life and I can see it's gonna do more. Awesome. Um and I started posting for fun um TikToks about Baldur's Gate and I have got the most views I've ever got on TikTok <laughs> by a significant margin. 
It's almost like doing things that are relevant and current. Well, I did it. I no, was... it's not me. Sorry, I, that's, I said no, no, that and it yeah, sounded right. like nothing that you'd done up to that point I considered relevant or well, current. I suppose that's if, not what I meant if to... you're going to do a good job with things people like, sure. <laughs> um, I've, I wasn't... The goal was never to do Baldur's Gate stuff on TikTok. The goal was, can I try to align some of the music I've been writing with a current topic that I think people will enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So they say that like if you're um, if you're writing music and you're into video games, there's a good chance that the music you like will be appealing to other people who play that game because that's how demographics work. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, okay, so hypothetically, if I create a bunch of like random low effort Baldur's Gate content, stick some of my music underneath it, people are gonna eventually start to associate my music with Baldur's Gate. That's interesting. Gave it a go. Um, accidentally got 10,000 views sort of immediately <laughs> uh, on one video. So a couple, like the first couple got like a couple hundred. I was like, okay, right. So we'll maybe try a couple more. And then one of them, like in the space of a day, maybe got uh, 10,000. And then a couple of days later, I did the same thing. And some of them got like a few thousand. And then one of them got like, uh, over the course of a couple of days, like uh, I think we're at 11,500 now, which is just for like original content, like is more than I've got. It's a lot. It's a lot on TikTok, certainly. Uh, so that's very interesting. So I might keep Where can people find that. these TikToks, Liam? Where can people I, find them? I am Boulders Guy 3. <laughs> 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 yeah. Boulder's Guy, Boulder's Guy 1, Boulder's Guy 2, all taken. Yes, Boulder's Guy. Well, because it's Boulder's Gate. Yeah, so, it so looks it's Boulder's like Guy, Boulder's Guy three. 3. Looks like Boulder's Gate. Yeah, I'm yeah. Boulder's Guy 3. I like that. <laughs> and it's really, it's really silly bullshit. And some of it is me, um, like, there's a shoving compilation because you can shove people. And sometimes it's great to sneak up behind a. Um, behind like an evil guy and just push them off a ledge <laughs> and not have to deal with them. <laughs> Sometimes if your companion's annoying you, you can just shove them. Uh, there's a great thing. If your character slips in, cool. um, well, you can... One of the great things that uh, Larian Studios do, and, and they did this in um, Divinity Original Sin 2, also a very good game, very similar to Baldur's Gate, um, you can use envir the environment as uh, a combat mechanism. So if there's, for example, if there's like a statue that you need to move but you're not strong enough, you can throw grease at it and then it moves real good. Because greasy. Because greasy. Uh, you can also like throw grease at a person and then when they try to walk, they'll probably slip over and then you can uh, set fire to it. Okay. And then just kill everyone. It's great. Like so, that, there's loads of cool stuff like that. But that's what I've the noticed, dark urge. that is the dark edge. Uh, what I've noticed is if, if you do an effect like that, if you make the floor icy or uh, greasy, and a character and a, an enemy slips over, quite often another enemy will go up to that character that's fallen over and sh and just kick them, so they roll out of the grease. <laughs> and it's very funny to be like, yeah, and off they go. I've saved you. Uh, so there's a shoving compilation. Broken your ribs, but you're safe. Um, there's sometimes I'm just asking genuine questions about like, hey, so I let this character die, have I ruined the game? Stuff like that. And uh, yes, the internet seems to appreciate that. So I may make more stuff like that because that's nice and silly. Um, that's cool. Yes. 
That's... I will get Baldur's Gate 3 as soon as it's on console. I believe they support cross-play as well, so if you want to have a... We can play, we can have a play together. Other. We can play with each other's little men. Mm. What would you play? Do you know? I know very little about the game other than I want it and I have right. been waiting for it since Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, Baldur's Gate 2. Yes. Which was on PS2. It was. It was. That's you know, three PlayStations ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it is very good. It's... It is essentially D and D, so you can do um, the in terms of races. You can do uh, human, dwarf, elf, half elf, half orc, uh, gith Yankee, who are uh, uh, you ever seen the Grinch? Yes. Yeah, they're one of him. Okay. Um, <laughs> what else can you do? Uh, gnomes, halflings, but you also mm-hmm. get like um, sub races within that. So you can have a dark elf, wood elf, high elf. You can have half dark elf. You can have half wood elf. Um, different kinds of dwarf, different kinds of halfling. Uh, they've got Swerf Neblin, which is very exciting. I swear, Swerf. Swerf Neblin. Swerf Neblin. Under... I went to school with her. No. Irish lady. No, you're thinking... It's weird that there was a lady going to my school, but... <laughs> Just a grown-up. <laughs> Just a 45-year-old woman. Hello, I'm Swift Neblon. Is that uh, your Irish accent? No. Good. <laughs> That's my Swift Neblon accent. She was from Irish... She was Irish descent, but... Ah, Boston, Boston Irish. <laughs> um, Boston! <laughs> That's my... Irish accent. Swerf Neblin are underground gnomes. Okay. Yeah. So there's quite a lot of like sub race options as well, which is really cool. Um, you can mix and match genitals, which is lovely. Um, the classes are like the normal ones, I guess. Uh, wizard, sorcerer, bard, barbarian, rogue, fighter, warlock, cleric, paladin, ranger. Oh, I'm probably going to be a stealth orientated archer again. That's cool. That's what and I, you that's, can, that's always what it is. You can multi-class as well, which is really neat. Ooh. So there are subclasses and you can multi-class. So for example, oh, you um, spend five hours just on character creation, aren't you? Yeah, I? no, you absolutely will. Um the what was it? The um clerics, for example, I think there's um subclasses where you can basically be like um an attack cleric or a heal cleric or a sort of in-betweeny. Bard, I think, has the same thing. Um, druids, you can be like a druid what transforms into animals or a druid what is mostly a healer. And the idea that you can um, uh, multi-class as well, I really want to try and make a party that's like all bards, <laughs> but then have like, obviously, because you kind of need a tank as well, so I'd mm. have like... Um, I'd just get a barbarian, a barbarian bard. multi-class barbarian, a barbarian. Uh, multi-class. It's going to be a big fucking time sink, I think. Awesome. Yeah, very cool. What stupid games have you been playing? Uh, I've, well, I've been playing Fallout 4. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and actually doing the uh, main story and stuff. Mm. Um, I've now got... I've, spent, I've now like level 60-something, and I've got to a point where I'm starting to get trophies again on playstation right because i'm doing new stuff i've got the nuka world far harbor uh, all the robots yes um i did have a moment the other day where i found a distress radio signal mm. and it was a woman locked in a safe 
And I was like, I'll yes. add that to the list. I'll go and sell all of my stuff and then I'll go and get her out of the safe because that seems important. And then went, fuck, I can't remember where mm. <laughs> she said it was. Ah, but I remember where I was when I heard the radio beacon. So I travelled there, I got there and yeah. I quick saved it and went, I'll deal with that tomorrow. So yesterday I woke up and went, ha ha, I'm going to play Fallout today. And I'm going to go and save that lady. And I went into the department store and I killed all the stuff around it. Spent ages looking for the department and found the button and I pressed it and I opened the door and I was going to go, yeah, you're safe. And she was dead. Of course she was it dead. It was just skeleton. Yeah. That's an old radio signal. Yeah. I yeah. didn't realise that. I wanted to save the day and be a hero. And yeah. then there was just... Just dry corpse. Just dry corpse. Uh, I do like. I do like the way I that. Wanted to save the lady. Yeah, Fallout is good. He's full of like little things like that that are like slightly disheartening. <laughs> yeah, it's a very dense game. I I like how dense um, they used to make their games. Um, like there's so there's so much to do and so many bits that yeah. I'm still finding. Yes. After like two hundred. Not on this playthrough, but in total, like nearly three hundred hours yeah. of that game. Yeah, yeah. Since it came, since um, it came out. Do you have any interest in Starfield? No. Is that the one that Sai tried to get us to play? Where no, you're this in is the... this isn't out yet. Okay. Because <laughs> no, that game. Oh wait, possibly. Yes, I think so, but I think it's PC. Oh, it might be PC. I think I remember looking at that, and going, "That looks really cool," and it just said just on PC. Yeah, I don't know if that'll change. It's um. It's basically like the the next thing that um, the the Bethesda folks have been working on, uh, but they've because they got acquired by Microsoft. Yes, that was it. I'm hoping that I I know that Microsoft um, moved quite a lot of their kind of QA staff over to work on Starfield, so that when the game ships, it actually works as a game. Because uh, that's I mean, like people have always said that a little bit about Bethesda games. Or not not all Bethesda games, because I suppose like Wolfenstein always basically worked. Prey just basically worked out of the game, out the gate. But the bigger ones, like the Elder Scrolls stuff and the um the Fallout stuff, especially the the last couple of games of each, like on launch day they they don't work as they should. Yeah. Like Fallout 4 wasn't so bad, but like it was certainly better the more they patched it. And it's it's still like a little bit buggy, but in like a fun way. Whereas Fallout 76, not a game. Um, and I think that not was... Not a game, not a bag, not, not an apology. Not really anything. Um, so that, that I think, was the thing that allowed Microsoft to walk in and be like, okay, we're taking over. Mm. Um, so hopefully their approach to kind of quality assurance will be beneficial to Bethesda and will end up with some actual games. <laughs> Would be nice, yeah. but I won't be able to play them because I've got a PS5. Yes, you do, you idiots. I, but I can't. They can't just monopolize such a big thing. Surely they can't be like, right, all Fallout games, all Elder Scrolls games are only going to be PC and Xbox now. Well, at Microsoft, they can because they know that that people that are really into games long term are based on PC and they're Microsoft so they own Xbox so but that's a pain in the dick i've it been into games in since like 1997 yeah i know very rarely do i play pc games yes i don't yeah well i've never had a pc set up yeah for gaming yeah oh i'm a playstation you are a playstation god of that's war true. yeah horizon they're yeah. really good games and i want them <laughs> i want to play fallouts 
Yeah, I know, buddy. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, they... at this time, the games are being announced over 10 years before they're even yes. going to be coming out. There Elder, is... Elder Scrolls Six was announced in oh. 2018. Yeah. We won't see it until 2028, probably. No. What's there's, the fucking point? There's a really great game coming out in October-ish. It takes place after the events of The Return of the King. You are dwarves and you are delving too deep. Ooh. That's the game. Procedurally generated, exploring Mariah, digging, going too deep. Mariah? Moria, Mariah, Kazadum. Kazakdum. Moria. Um, yeah. That's going to be great. That's going to be a great game. It's co-op. Yeah. So that's uh, that also looks quite cool. Marvel Spider-Man 2 is coming out soon. Ooh. That's a PlayStation exclusive until about a year later. Then it comes out on PC. Right. Funsies. I mean, that makes sense with that sort of game. Like, I don't really know if that would work especially well on PC. I don't know. Uh, the first one does, I think. Right. I think it only went that way because Spider-Man is Sony. Right. That makes sense. So... Yeah. Uh, question? Question. Maybe maybe we yeah. can get one question in. We should probably do a question. We should on probably this do podcast that's about questions. Oh yes, hats. and how they relate to the conversation. Hats podcast. It's Which siege engine do you <laughs> most vibe with? <laughs> yes, what a what a great question. So two spring to mind immediately. Right, yeah. One of them is the big tower thingies from Lord of the Rings where they push them. The siege siege towers. towers, yeah. Um, I think that that's spooky and funny and clever. And the other one is the uh, tank designed by Leonardo da Vinci. Yes. Which um, you get to drive and play with if you play uh, Assassin's Creed, one of the Ezio ones, one of the late revelations. Is that a um, is that a siege engine or just like a war machine? Because that that's a different thing. I would probably say that it was a war machine, but given the time that it was when war machines weren't things, I would I, I think that there could be an argument made for that to be a siege engine. I mean, like, if it's if it's got, like, a cannon built it's, into it, is it a cannon that can take down a wall? But it's got lots of cannons. Oh, okay. I don't think they can... Right. I can't remember if it takes down walls, but it takes down... I suppose it's more of a war machine. Because cannons aren't really... You could use them as siege engines, but it would take ages. Like, that's why the trebuchet exists, because you can yeet, like, large amounts of stone at a wall from far away as well and because it's it's kind of precise so as long as you're loading the same weight in there you'll hit the same spot over and over again where cannons are a little more chaotic i think they're harder to predict where they'll go mm. um so they're good at if you're just like waterloo style just pointing yeah. a large gun at a huge pile of men um and you, you will be guaranteed to wipe some of them out not to immediately shit on the very first thing you say. It was technically the second thing that I said, so I'm going to go Siege with... Siege Tower is great. Siege Tower or those, again, Lord of the Rings, Battle for Helm's Deep, those arrows with the Oh, rope. the the ballista ladder things. Yeah. Yeah, they're super cool. I'm a big fan of Grond. 
Well, who doesn't love a grand? Grand's very big to be a fan of. Yes, there's a lot of grand. Do you know that that's not the original grand? Hmm. As in the law, or no, they had like, to redesign it's like and Chaz and Dave, it. the first one died on set. No, the original grand was uh, the name of Mulgroff's hammer. So it's unclear whether the battering ram in Peter Jackson's Return of King is supposed to be that hammer or a reincarnation of that hammer, or, or if it's just after. named after it. Because Lord of the Rings, their their guys do that kind of um, anime thing where, like, if they're super evil or like if they're powerful, they just kind of are bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it could be they could be trying to say like no no that that's the the head of Mogroff's actual hammer and it looks like a wolf and it's full of fire and several trolls have to push it. Grond's great big fiery dog hammer. I find like the concept of siege engines really um, funny. Like one of my favorite things in sci-fi is when you see spaceships that don't look aerodynamic. So, like, if you just have, like, an L-shaped spaceship just moving forwards. Right. And it's, like, um, like in one... I of, mean, in space, it, aerodynamics It doesn't matter. matter. Yes, like, it makes perfect sense. Like, so unless if a they're spaceship, coming down into the atmosphere. Yeah, if but, the spaceship yeah. just stays up there and it doesn't, like, absolutely fine. Like, but so it's like the Borg cube. Like the Borg cube. Or sometimes there's, um... Oh, is it in one of the more recent Star Wars films? I think the 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 Ray trilogy... There's a fight with like these bombers, but they're just like, like an aeroplane on its side, <laughs> and it's just going forwards, dropping yeah. bombs. Yeah. I, I love that shit. And siege engines are a bit like that. They don't look like they're the right shape to be moving forwards in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and just yeah, the idea that like you can they're, have they're, a... they're built to be yeah. there, yeah, yeah but yeah. you've just got to get them there on some you just got to push them forward. And the idea, I guess, that like you can have that siege tower preloaded with chaps or like you could even be on the top level like shooting at the ramparts as well mm-hmm. um yeah siege engine's a great one um i'd love it if you like built a siege engine and you get to the <laughs> you make them too tall <laughs> so, oh. so you like you get to the wall and you look down like, like uh-oh <laughs> rappel down the siege tower yeah or like if you jump you've got to jump out but like there's a good chance you might overshoot the wall that ha- that happens in the that happened the rings. to me the other day. <laughs> oh, I was walking down the road and I was just going to jump off, off the siege the... tower. Oh, I overshot. Um, uh, one of the first ones in the Lord of the Rings to land on Minas Tirith. Okay, like one of the first orcs to get out there just immediately <laughs> falls down. Yes, I mean you would do, wouldn't you? Uh, that's how orcs do. I like a trebuchet. Yeah, uh-huh. it's I fun to say. Fun to say. I also like an onager. What's an onager? It's like it's basically like a little catapult. Um, I think maybe more of a war machine than a siege engine. Um, uh, digging. That's a siege engine. Is it? If you well, like, surely the, the and you stick the explosives. The, would be the, the shade could be like if you dig from far enough uh, away, they won't notice, and then you can like shove some gunpowder in there and piss off, and then you've got a. You can explode the walls from that underneath. That feels like a siege tactic. That's, that's true. Because it would it would be the man and the and the and the spade that would be the siege engine. You could another siege tactic is you could uh, rub poo on anything you put on the trebuchet. So when, and then deliberately launch it over the wall. So then there's just a large poo. 
I mean that you you say that like it's stupid, but people did used to yeah, like eat over corpses and that. Because you want to uh, spread disease. Some people would set pigs on fire and throw them over. Yeah, because they make a lot of noise. Because well, because the pig would panic and set everything on fire, or yes. just you know explode half burnt pig everywhere. Again, similar to the poo. Crispy bacon for the lad. Um, <laughs> oh, the bottle drum boo. <laughs> that was last episode. Stop referencing the past, Ben. Oh, I'm sorry. You always live in the past. Wait, you just referenced the. Shut up. What, the siege engines? No. I'm talking about current you sieges. You said that I always reference the past, so you were referencing a past. No, always is currently. Oh. Uh, words. I thought it was um, remembering which is the past. What's your favourite siege? <laughs> um. There's so many to choose from. There's the one in Game of Thrones where um, the Blackfish is under siege by the Lannisters. Mm. And they're like, we've got your son. And he's like, my son's a dick. <laughs> Fuck him. And just walks off. Yes, that's great. And then they put him back into prison. And then he's like, oh, well, you weren't going to kill him. So my son's now safe. Thanks for letting me know that. You're still not coming in. Yes. When I was a kid, my favourite film was Zulu. Let's not read into that. That's a big siege. You of liked Lox. Michael Caine. I did like Michael Caine. That's true. I also like the uniforms. <laughs> you could have just got away with saying no. you liked Michael Caine. Um, I tried to offer you an out of that, but okay. You did. The reason that I liked Zulu is actually much worse than anything you could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Caine's Workshop, right? They um, they tried, like, they had this magazine called The White Dwarf where they would try to, like, yes. sell off, uh, sell, sell their miniatures and you'd get, like... Here's how to paint this specific thing. Here's how to build this so, specific so thing. Basically, a Warhammer magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one of the really fun things that they did, which as an adult I think is really funny that they still do this, they get like some of their professional game builders, painters, whatever, like their guys to do a game of Warhammer or 40k. And then there's an article that is a play-by-play of this game with, like, photographs of the miniatures and, like, the guys measuring the things. And it's like a fucking... It's like a sports play-by-play. Wow. It's really funny. I love it. And one of the ones they did was they did, like, a version of Zulu. And this is in, like, the early 2000s where that wasn't weird. And yeah. it is weird now. I understand that. And, of course, like, the um, guys in the middle were humans the noble praetorian guard of the imperium and like they had like uh this guy is going to be re- representing michael kane which is why he is this kind of gun so like they went through all the characters mm-hmm. and like um gave them appropriate stats and then the the indigenous zulu peoples were orcs just orcs any thought going in no orcs with hammers <laughs> very large hammers for the orc uh <laughs> Don't want to think about this too much, so not going to think about it. Just orcs. Um, so then, like as a kid, I was like, I really wanted, I was really eager to like recreate that. So then, obviously, that's how I then watched the movie. Yes. So that's orcs better than the other way round, I suppose. Neither it's great. I like, mean, no, but it's but learning about the movie Zulu through Warhammer is better than going. I want to recreate Zulu. Hey, look! There's Warhammer. I'll use for that. reasons of racism and like, like out outright racism and imperialism. Yes, ra- rather than like the Warhammer version, which is like that's not great, but we only really 
can say that perhaps as grown-ups in the 2020s now. Yeah. Now it's easy to look back and go, oh yeah, that's not great, but um, I'm going to keep defending Games Workshop even though they have hurt me many times. They've got Space Dwarves now, those are nice. Yeah. Anyway. Um, they sound like dicks. It's not Space Dwarves, dwarves Games Workshop. <laughs> oh, they're very expensive. Um, so I'm going to say the trebuchet. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say the big tower. The big tower. The big, big old tube. Uh, ben, mm. that's the end of the episode. <laughs> we talked from we talked about Baldur's Gate for so long. Yeah, oh, I'm not sorry. I have two titles: Barbarian, <laughs> and what's your favourite siege? <laughs> Barbarian. Yeah. Barbarian. What's what? your favourite siege? What's your favourite siege? Ben, where are you online? I'm on the Instagram at Spike Pearson, P-I-E-R-S-O-N. There's pictures of food. I'm doing I'm doing my cooking thing. So there'll there be snacks. There'll be pictures of snacks or me possibly just covered in flour. Oh lovely. There'll there'll be more when I've actually moved into the house that I've moved into. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I am at LT Guitarist for music and music related things uh, on pretty much all the places if I'm not on that place then I won't be there that's true that's true I'm also at LT content marketing for uh, marketing and stuff if that's of interest to you I'm on threads and Instagram only for those uh, the podcast is at Convo Hat Podcast on all the places uh, YouTube uh, threads Instagram uh x by which i mean twitter um if you're enjoying the show and you want to get a little more involved you maybe want to have exclusive behind the scenes uh images or stuff we get up to if you want to see stuff we're doing before other people see the stuff that we're doing if you want to get a single exclusive uh single question mini episode every month you can go to patreon and you can subscribe for a dollary do uh, you can pay much more than a dollar we do if you really want, although you in no way have to. Yes. But you should. You should. You be ought nice. to. I reckon you ought to. And that is how they made their money. Bye. Goodbye. We love you. <laughs>